I think that's the main reason I'm drawn to like this business is because I'm a foodie and I love like when you go out to a meal with a friend and you're like you have to try this because it's like you get to experience the same exact emotional feeling at the same exact time as somebody else and I, I like I want to give that to people like here try this. From NCPR, welcome to Northwards. People, ideas, and conversations from and about Northern New York, Vermont, and beyond. I'm Mitch Tyke. Support for the Northwards podcast comes from the J.C. Steininger and M.E. McDonald Charitable Fund at Adirondack Foundation in support of the Adirondack Foundation, building stronger Adirondack communities. I have lived in various corners of the country. Some of them are known for their unique contributions to cuisine. Most of them are not. There was a lot that was good about living in Flagstaff, Arizona, but it was also the kind of place where the residents voted Olive Garden as the best Italian restaurant. When I moved away from Rochester, Minnesota, I did miss the medical care of the Mayo Clinic, but there has never been a time I've been jonesing for the local food specialties of Rochester, Minnesota. I have also never said jonesing out loud until just now. But I also lived in Milwaukee, home to cheese, to beer, and to sausages of all kinds. I mean, the baseball team is named for the beer industry, and it hosts a sausage mascot race in the sixth inning of every home game. And then there's the North Country. Maybe you have had the conversation about what unique foods you can find here. The pizza roll sometimes comes up, but really, it is a subset of the calzone. And if you've had one, you are probably taking a statin drug at this point. But there is at least one delicacy that's known region-wide and finds its way onto the holiday plates and tables or into the stockings, maybe, of expatriate North Countryites around the country. It is what brought me to Lewis County on a recent snowy morning to meet... My name is Blaine Campany, and I'm the fourth-generation owner-operator of the Krogan Meat Market, and then we make the famous Krogan bologna that everybody all across the North Country knows about. Blaine Campany met us at the center of the Krogan Bologna universe to talk about running an iconic business, about growing up around a meat market, and about why it is called Krogan Bologna when it is clearly a smoked sausage, right? Blaine Campany, thank you for having us here. Well, thanks for coming, because you're my first podcast I've ever done. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Hopefully it won't be too terrifying. <laughs> um, you have been you have been the owner and in charge of this place for about 10 years, is yes, that right? Yes, yep. 2012 is when I really decided, okay, this is it, we're, we're doing it, so... So, you know, I, 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 in my day job, I'm the, the station manager at North Country Public Radio. I remember 2019, I had, I had worked here in the, in the 90s, and I came back to be the, the manager. And I remember my first day and, like, walking in the first day that I was in charge and telling the staff that my biggest goal was to not screw it up. <laughs> uh, do you remember you, because you were, what, 24 when you took yeah. over this business? Yes. What yep. was your first day? I mean, you had grown up around the business. Yeah, what yeah. was the first day like for you? Um, I don't even remember it because I think it just like blended together because, you know, as a child, we'd come and we'd like wash tubs, you know, and we'd help out. So it really wasn't any different. And then, you know, through college, I'd come back and I'd help dad. So it was kind of like I've already worked here. And, you know, the transition when I started, we kind of like didn't have any like long term employees yet. So it was really kind of 
I just kind of walked into it and it was fine and nobody was used to like a hierarchy or anything like that. So it was easy for me to kind of just come in and start kind of directing. You, you would you would come back from college and work here. When when did you decide that like you wanted to take over the family business? Probably when I went to college. I hated school. Um, I was just not good at school. My sister was like the brainiac. She was all that. And then I was just kind of like, I'm better with my hands. I'm better like working. And I remember going to college. I hated every second of it. And then I think I actually, I went to SUNY Brockport, which the school was fine. It was just, I'm not a school person. And I would go down there for three days and then I would drive home every single week and I'd be here more than I was down there. And my mom was like, why are you even going to college? (laughs) But they told me I had to finish. So I was like, okay, I just have to get through it. And then, uh, yeah, and then come back here. And I think at that point I was like, okay, I'm, I just was naturally good at this. And I was like, okay, I think... I, this is what I want to like ex- see what I can do with it and so yeah I took over so growing up here you were never thinking that oh my god I want to get as far away from meat as I can no I always kind of enjoyed it I always um I don't know it was kind of like special to me I never looked at it like a huge burden um, my parents definitely were not encouraging me to take over the business at all <laughs> they were trying to discourage me they were like no you have to go to college and find out what you really want to do because you don't want to do this and I'm like mm, I think I do. <laughs> I'm stubborn. <laughs> and 10 years later, no regrets? No, no. I, I don't know what else I would do. I think if I did anything else, I would definitely still probably own something myself. Um, I really, I think I have like the ADHD. So it's very kind of hard for me to sit and do the same thing. And I do like being able to wear all of the hats and just jump around kind of my days. I have a like a little bit of a schedule, but Mostly, I'm like, am I going to do marketing today? Am I going to do the social media? You know, maybe I'll do packaging today. So I just get to do whatever I want. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I was wondering about you. You were, you were taking me before we before we started. You took me on a tour of the place. And it seems like you know every part of this operation relatively well. Um, considering, like, you had grown up around it. It was your dad running it before. And before that, it was your grandfather. And before that, it was your great-grandfather. Yeah. How do you compare like what you do as the head honcho here uh, versus what you grew up seeing them do? You know, I kind of started at the bottom, right? We washed tubs as kids. And so I've done every single job here. And, you know, my dad always kind of taught me it was important to be able to do everything because, you know, it's not guaranteed. We're small enough business. It's like, I'm, maybe I won't have employees, you know, tomorrow. And there's been times I've only had one guy. And so you really had to be able to do everything. And, and so I saw my dad doing that. Uh, probably the main difference would be like social media and just the way you promote the business is a lot different today than it would have been like he never did any of that he's like I don't know (laughs) what you're doing but yeah and trying to like put yourself out there I mean I do struggle like I'm somebody who kind of like to be private and so it is a little difficult for me to like force myself onto like Facebook but people want that and they want to like you know have that connection and I understand that um, because it's like that's what I'm drawn to on social media and so yeah that's the probably the main difference is just how how you put yourself out there well and and so i mean we're we're in this building that has been the meat market for uh a century yes uh-huh and you know half of it was a house and my grandfather lived here and so again you know if it's late at night um i said in october i should do like a ghost hunt thing because it is so <laughs> creepy it's like even when i'm working late i'm like grandpa <laughs> To say nothing of the fact that there used to be a slaughterhouse yes. within this building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. There's probably a lot of souls <laughs> out there. Delicious souls. But... <laughs> 
I don't mind them. They can, they can be here. But yeah, I don't do the slaughter anymore. Uh, we mostly focus on just the ready to eat products. So I don't um, like cross contaminate or do anything like that. Do, do you feel like when you took over this, I mean, you took over the business in, in 2012, you said, which is kind of like partway through the way the, the that e-commerce is kind of revolutionizing how everything gets done. Was it your mission to kind of bring the Krogan meat market into the 21st century? Yeah, I think so. I think you just had to, to, you know, stay relevant and stay on top of stuff. Um, we... It was so funny. Dad tried to get out of the mail order business <laughs> because it's so like detail oriented and tedious. And, you know, just to do one package takes a long time. And, you know, he was like, oh, I would go, it was one year. I almost got it shut down. <laughs> and then mom just kept sending the packages. And so I was like, well, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. And so that's when we, you know, jump started the website and really pushed like the mail orders that way. And I was like, okay, but we can't ship like out of country or anything like that. So it's only just in the U.S. But um, yeah, we definitely pushed the e-commerce. It's really big at Christmas time. Everybody wants to send, you know, that little like taste of home, you know, <laughs> all the way to California or Arizona or somewhere. And so, yeah, we make it happen. The taste of home. I mean, that's like this is this is like Krogan Bologna's thing there, there yeah. are not that many foods that people associate with the north country it's it's got to be a big deal for you to to maintain like one of the iconic things about living here yeah i think i feel kind of there's like a big responsibility there to like you know make it the same way it's been made give people that that same memory and uh i think that's the main reason i'm drawn to like this business is because I'm a foodie and I love like when you go out to a meal with a friend and you're like you have to try this because it's like you get to experience the same exact emotional feeling at the same exact time as somebody else and I, I like I want to give that to people like here try this and uh, and kind of see them uh, enjoy it so yeah that uh, I do feel <laughs> like uh, I gotta uphold <laughs> Well, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, my uh, my wife, who grew up visiting her grandparents in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, which is like the North Country of the Midwest, basically, yeah. remembers having this stuff called Trinko sausage uh, when she would go up to visit them. And we came down here for my son had a cross country meet over at Beaver River yeah. and uh, bought Krogan bologna for the first time. And she was like, this is like the Trinko sausage of the North Country. Oh, yes, yeah. I've only seen like a few places. I'm like, oh, that kind of looks similar, but I've never really seen, you know, my product other places. It is fun. Sometimes uh, I went to Kansas City um, to go look at some equipment, like our smokehouse. And then it was like a bunch of other, you know, processors out there. And it's always cool, you know, because there's not a whole lot of... Um, I guess like meetings or things uh, that I get to go with where I get to <laughs> the meet big, other the big people. baloney conference. <laughs> yes, yeah. And so they used to have a meatball, I think, in like New Hampshire. <laughs> it was so, and it was so fun, you know, and to see what they're producing and what they make. And, uh, but still, yeah, Krogan bologna is kind of unique. I think it's more of like a European. Um, and so I always look for it when I'm like traveling too. Like maybe I'll find something that's like the exact same thing, just like somewhere else. I've yet to find it, but. <laughs> Well, yeah. So, so let's talk about the history of Krogan bologna because um, you know you go to your grocery store meat counter and you get bologna, and yeah. it is, you know, it's it's Oscar Mayer and it's nothing like Krogan bologna. Uh -huh. So, so what's the history of this stuff? Yeah. So this is actually a, a recipe that came over with a Swiss immigrant named Fred Hunziker, and this is like 1880s, and he kind of. I think uh, people think of like the big bologna, um, but really it's more like a summer sausage. 
and I'm not really quite sure where the baloney <laughs> kind of came in, uh, the name of it. Uh, I was told that Fred used to make, because Krogan, the town we're in, it used to be a lumber town. And there was a ton of lumber camps, lumberjacks uh, all over the place. And he would make the baloney and take a horse and deliver it to these lumber camps. And it apparently was the lumberjacks that were like, here comes the Krogan baloney. And they like dubbed it. And now it's, it is Krogan baloney. Uh, but yeah, so Fred, he ended up creating the meat market. We say 1888 is our founding date. We might actually be older than that. Uh, he didn't have children of his own. So he ended up taking in his orphaned uh, nephew, Carl New and then he ended up taking over the business next with my great-grandfather and that's where my family comes in so my great-grandfather Elmer company he took over and then uh, when he uh, retired he sold his share of the business to his two sons my grandfather John Gilbert and Butch company and then they were in business with Carl Newsplager. Of course, Carl was old at this point so he retired first then Butch retired and it was just my grandfather to my father and to me so you go to the the Krogan Meat Market website, yeah. and there is this amazingly detailed timeline of this business. Yeah. I guess this is a two-part question. One, is there like an archive someplace that you maintain just to have access to all that information? And why was it important for you to put that up there? So growing up, my mom, she's super into genealogy. She like we laugh because, you know, she's the person that goes like, who do you belong to? And who do you the, like? She's got to figure you like all out. And she knows like everybody. So, you know, kind of growing up with her, like putting like a big importance, you know, and just really reiterating like how important it is to know like kind of where you came from. I think it just kind of like that was like normal to me. It's kind of weird to meet people and then be like, you don't know like where you come from, like where you're, who you're related to and all this stuff. And um, yeah, so she really kind of spearheaded that. And I was like, you know, I'm always telling people about it and the timeline and all that. So I was like, I might as well just put it up there, you know, in case people are curious as to like, you know, who we are, where we came from, you know, why it's special. And so, yeah, and, uh, yeah, my mom definitely hoards, um, like, anything history. <laughs> so, I think we have a record room, and, um, yeah, it's, I mean, I go through, and I think it's, like, really cool to see, like, the financial records of, like, you know, 19, you know, 50, uh, um, and so I try to save stuff like that, and mom definitely, like, she's always on the internet looking at, like, pictures, and, you know, buying stuff off eBay and doing anything that, like, might be, you know, related to Krogan and all of that stuff, so... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looks like it. I mean, it's one part company history, but it's really like uh, it's really like a family tree. Yes. Yes. And uh, yeah, that's kind of my little family tree, I would say. So. <laughs> well, and you got pictures of them up over the yes. meat counter. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And that kind of helps because I was like, you can't take the pictures out. Like that's a, that's too big of a thing. So <laughs> I'm trying to find a place now where I can get them, you know, like AI enhanced, you know, so I could blow them up. I was like, it'd be really cool to have like a life size like wall sticker or something of like grandpa. I don't know. Maybe that's weird. <laughs> but to like show people who they were. But so growing up, does Krogan baloney show up at every family gathering that you yes. have? Yes. I should also just carry a cooler with me wherever I go because people are like, you didn't bring it. And I'm like, oh, I'm shamed. So yeah, I have to uh, remember to bring it everywhere I go. <laughs> well, and what makes it unique? I mean, besides the fact that it, it came from this this Swiss recipe and yeah. it, like it's, you know, 
it's not like other, not like every other summer sausage on the market. And obviously, you have a secret recipe, I am sure. But like, how do you describe when somebody asks you, you know, um, maybe what's the deal with Krogan bologna? I think it's just like a really good hors d'oeuvre. It's like the simple thing. It's already ready to go. And it's just, honestly, it's just really good. It's <laughs> delicious. Like, um, I have yet to really, and you know, I'm. it made me really picky. I'm a very like picky person when it comes to my meat now. And you know, I, I the quality is probably like way higher. Uh, I think it's way higher than people actually know. I think everybody's heard like bologna jokes about what bologna is actually made out of um but i'm throwing in like choice top round it's choice I, you know that was kind of the one thing i focused on was like the quality you know if you put quality in it from the beginning you're gonna get a quality product at the end and so yeah um fat content is super important uh, making any sausage and so fat content comes kind of in those higher grade meats so yeah mostly the meat that's going into this bologna is choice grade which is the second highest tier so um yeah i think the quality and uh if i don't want it if i don't want to eat it it's not going into my bologna so i want to be able to pick whatever it is in my store off the shelf and be like proud of it and so yeah i think the quality is probably what makes it very unique and dumb question, but as sausage, this is this is all beef, uh, and pork, and pork. Okay, mm-hmm. we do but, have but, some sausages that are just pork, but okay. Um, and you're not just making the the Krogan bologna. You have a whole meat market here as well. How involved do you get in the rest of the the meat business? Um, pretty much everything here. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like the cutting, all of that. Um, yeah, I produce it. I work with the guys. Um, yeah, so I'm there pretty much every single day. Um, I do deliveries. Uh, I <laughs> like there's really nothing here I don't do. You know, obviously I do all the books. I'm the HR person. If there's any portion of a business you know they participate in, like I do every single one of those jobs. <laughs> and uh, it it does get kind of hard with like time. Like okay, I have to really designate like okay, what am I gonna do like today? Like when am I doing the books? When am I doing this? Um, and there's a lot of like late nights too, you know, um, all the food safety stuff. Like, you know, I have to write all of those HACCP plans. I do all that myself. Um, so how hard was that stuff to learn? Um, you know, I went down to Cornell and there was like a course they did. And, uh, actually they did a fantastic job of kind of explaining everything before I did that. I was like, so over my head. I had no idea. I just didn't even understand the concepts, but, um, yeah. So I went and I, I got certified in that. And then after that, it was pretty easy. So as you were taking over the business, was there any advice that your dad gave you, or do you remember anything that your grandfather said about this business that you still kind of keep in your mind when you come to work? Hmm. I feel like there's like a, a ton of little things he says. I think probably just like, you know, you can run the business or you can let the business run you, which is very, um, true like it will you can let it just like run you ragged so you do have to kind of manage yourself and your your life a little bit more so (laughs) than if you just kind of you can't really separate from it uh you take the business home with you so definitely um just to be in control and make sure you're at the helm (laughs) you seem pretty happy though I am. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine doing anything else. I'm trying to think of like another business. I always think like, oh, well, maybe a different business, you know, would be easier. But I go, you know, one of my favorite quotes is like different is different, no better or worse. And so, you know what, it could it'll be something else, but there'll be other problems that I don't have, you know. And so I just try to be really like grateful. And that makes you very happy because you realize what you have in front of you.
Is, is there one part of this that is more fun than the others to you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I really like act, the actual process of like making the bologna, the sausage. Um, that's kind of where I, I enjoy myself the most, like creating. Um, I absolutely hate doing all the bookwork. <laughs> uh, social media is not like very natural to me. So like, I don't really, you know, I have to force myself to do that. But I, if I had like, if I could pick, I would probably just be, you know, like cutting meat and making sausage. <laughs> For somebody who's so involved in the, in the making of the stuff, yeah. um, do you, are, are you thinking along the lines of like innovation, like what's like the next thing? I mean, you know, obviously you've got to protect the the yeah. Krogan bologna brand itself, yes. but are you thinking about new things that you could be doing? There's a, like a whole part of my job is also just trying to like maintain like this building because the building is very old. And so, you know, this year we did like a big project. I was like, okay, we have to replace like all the walls in the cutting room and the processing room, you know, and these are big like undertakings. Um, so I do that, you know, I'm like, okay, I have to kind of balance like what am I, what project is this year's project? Is it like renovation? Is it like, you know, redoing the driveway? Are we creating a new product? Like what is it going to be? And, you know, we did, so the main products, the Krogan bologna, the smoked sausage, they've been here for years and uh, since the beginning, those two products. And then we expanded that and I came out with the Krogan bologna, the jalapeno cheddar flavor. Uh, we also do Krogan bologna grillers, which are in a hot dog casing with cheese. And then um, we also came out with a maple sausage. So these were all like new things uh, that I kind of came up with. And, you know, they're very successful. The maple sausage this year has like finally, it always takes like a couple years and then it like blows up. So <laughs> kind of like the jalapeno cheddar, but um, yeah, so I did those and now I'm kind of like, okay, well, like how much more do we want to do? I kind of have to balance because we are so small. Like people think we're like huge and we're just not a big company. <laughs> we're not a big factory. Uh, it's a real mom and pop shop. Uh, so I kind of have to balance like how much I can actually do, you know, with what I have and the, the resources I have and stuff. And, and I have four employees right now, but that's like the most I've ever had. So Four employees, including your dad, or uh... no, no. We, we finally got him to like retire, kind of, sorta. But you see, I go, Dad. I call him on the phone. Uh, this is broken. Can you come in and help me? But he's always available. So there are not a lot of um, things that have the the village of Krogan name attached to them. What do you think this meat market and Krogan bologna in general means to this place that you're from? I mean, I hope it like <laughs> means something to that, like the people that live here. I hope they, you know, I'm making them proud. Um, but yeah, it's actually really unique because we have the trademark Krogan and you're not typically allowed to trademark places. Um, so everybody could be Adirondack, whatever. Um, but because we've been here so long, they actually granted us like the Krogan trademark. So, and so I think that is really cool. So then, yeah, again, that's just, you know, add, add some more weight to the shoulder. There. <laughs> I got to carry it, you know? Um, yeah. And so I, I think, you know, it's nice that you can travel. I went to Jamaica and I was like, oh, you know, I'm from this place. You've probably never heard of it. It's Krogan. And this person was like, oh my God, yeah, I know Krogan. And I was like, oh really? I go, oh, well that's me. Yep. <laughs> I'm the baloney girl. Yep. And that's, that's my company. So it's funny like when you're traveling around and then people do recognize the name. Are there imitators out there? 
I think people try. <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's so, it kind of like makes me laugh. Uh, I'll be on the internet and Facebook or whatnot. And people will be like, I have this recipe from my great something, you know, so-and-so and it's the original yeah. recipe yeah. and this and that. And I just read it and I chuckle and I think, yep, keep making it. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. You just keep going. So it makes me laugh. So you travel. Have Have you been to Switzerland? I haven't. It's on the It's on the bucket list. I've done quite a bit of traveling recently, but have not made it there. So I just got back. I did Israel, Jordan, and Egypt. So and I said, wow, with everything going on, I was like, I'm glad I got that in. <laughs> yeah. I was just wondering if you had been, uh, if you had like gone back to the the homeland to see if. Uh, if there are other sausages that that remind you of this i know i that's actually like a, a trip i want to take but every trip like that kind of involved switzerland it wasn't like i want to go <laughs> and like be there for like a while and be able to really dive in i don't want to have to like just hit it on one day trip and you know go somewhere else in europe so so you're shipping this uh, you're shipping stuff like all around the country uh, and you say you don't like to but but hawaii and alaska too yes, yeah. <laughs> um there must be moving or memorable or just like mail that you get from people that reminds you why you do this yes i think those are like the best it's you know it's really funny is because there's a section on the on the website where you can leave a gift message you know and we'll put it in the box you know if you're sending a gift and people will write things and they're for us and it's so because kylie uh she'll be the one on the phone this season and she'll be the one taking orders but she'll always be like writing it down on a gift card and be like oh wait this is a message for us they say like you know and i'm like oh okay and so yeah what do they say uh, they're just like, hey guys, you know, and sometimes I don't know who everybody is and I'm like, I don't know who this person is, but they know me and I'm like gonna brainstorm. But yeah, they'll just say hi and like, thanks. And you know, this reminds me of home. A lot of like the, you know, taste of home comments. Um, probably the more so is like when you're actually talking on the phone because a lot of the older generation, they don't want to use the computer. So when they call you, call in, they're going to tell you like the whole story of like where they started eating Krogan Maloney, you know, and it's like years and years. And it's really cool when people are like, I remember this from my grandfather and now I live away and I want to have that for Christmas. I like the, the generational ones where you're like, okay, this is like overlapped uh, and they can connect, you know, with like their grandparents or something on this level with food. It's like a purpose, I guess. It gives me a purpose to, and, and I get, you know, this probably doesn't pay as much <laughs> as, as it should. So um, yeah, it's uh, to give me that. I'll take it. It's the fame, right? Yeah, it's just the fame. Yeah, I'm fame You're like a, a Krogan celebrity. <laughs> oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> I'm like, try not to. Uh, the Johnny Spisano came by and he put me on his live and I was like, oh, no. I was like, oh, I don't like to be in front of the camera, but... But yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it for the baloney. <laughs> See, aren't you grateful to be on a podcast now? Yeah. At least there's not like the camera in my face. <laughs> I don't have to like hide away from it. <laughs> hey, there's a reason I've been in radio all these years. <laughs> oh. So, you know, what keeps you up at night? Um, everything. Anxiety. <laughs> They're like, what gets you out of the bed in the morning? I'm like, anxiety. I have so much to do. Um, but, you know, it like gives me... Like, I'm, I'm very proud of it. I'm proud of what I built. Um, and again, you know, I like to make people happy. And I feel like this is a way I can do that and, uh, and kind of honor, you know, the ones that came before me, too. I think probably they had a lot tougher job. Uh, you know, during COVID, when COVID hit us, 
I, for one, I didn't, I thought we'd have to shut down, but then we were essential. So we stayed open, but I really gave me strength thinking like, oh my gosh, like, do you know everything my great grandfather went through and, and wars and this, I mean, this is like nothing. Okay. I'll do this. I can, I can, it'll be fine. But, um, yeah, so I think that, uh, I have a ton of purpose here and, uh, I want to make people proud. Blaine Campany, thank you so much, and uh, yeah, best of luck to you uh, uh, through the through the busy season into the yeah. future. Yeah, Christmas is our busiest season, um, so we'll probably do like thirty thousand pounds in one month. So, yeah. <laughs> do you take time off after that? Um, you know, it does, we do have a slow season after that, so I'm always like, okay, you got to make hay when the sun shines. So we are going to go really hard, and then we can take a break later. So, yep. Blaine Campany is the fourth generation owner and operator of the Krogan Meat Market in Krogan, New York, where they make Krogan bologna and send it out into the world. I wish I could share some with you through your computer or your mobile device, but you will have to settle for pictures of how the sausage is made at ncpr.org/northwards. And in case you're in need of a palate cleanser after that, you can visit the Northwards archives while you're there and catch up on any episodes you've missed. You can also read the Northwards column or subscribe to either the podcast or the column, or hey, how about both? It's all at ncpr.org northwards, and that is no baloney. Take it away, Ethan Shanty. Northwards is an NCPR podcast production. The show is written, edited, and produced by Mitch Tyke with digital production supervision by me, Ethan Shanty. Caitlin Kelly handles our social media, Bill Hanel is our digital director, and Doyle Dean is our production manager. Music is by the Wickmore Jazz Trio of Plattsburgh. To support this show and find more podcasts, visit ncpr.org. This is NCPR, North Country Public Radio.